Protests over the Hathras gang rape case are transcending beyond India's streets to becoming a global outrage. From New York to Berlin, students, Dalit activists and members of the Indian diaspora are joining in with Jai Bhim and Dalit Lives Matter slogans for the 19-year-old Dalit victim who succumbed to injuries on 29th September. But as the call for justice gets louder, the investigation gets muddier. Right from the beginning, as the UP police have been drawing public ire for mishandling the case, They had been claiming that no rape had taken place. However, contrary to the police's claims, the medical legal certificate from AMU's Jawaharlal Nehru Medical College and Hospital where the victim was first admitted notes that there were quote-unquote signs of use of force. But this wouldn't be the first discrepancy in the case. Are the UP police trying to discount rape allegations? While the state police are pushing the no rape narrative, the UP government is pushing for a narco test not just on the accused but the family of the victim as well to see if they're lying. But what does the Supreme Court say about narco tests and what legal recourse is available for the victim's family now? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbury. The no-rape claim has been reiterated by the UP police not once but several times by several ranks of officers. But each of those claims have raised only more doubts around the investigation. In the previous two episodes of The Big Story, we've talked about the several disparities that have come up so far in the police's claims. If you missed those episodes, you can check them out in the show notes. But coming to the recent reports on the findings of AMU's medical legal certificate, the facts of the report seems to refute the police's version even further. The relevant portion of the report under the Sexual Assault Forensic Examination section prepared by the Medical College reads, and I'm quoting a line, quote, On the basis of the local examination, I am of the opinion that there are signs of use of force. However, opinion regarding penetrative intercourse is reserved pending availability of FSL reports, end quote. As a report on the wire points out this is in line with the Union Health Ministry's protocol for medical examination of victims of sexual assault. The protocol demands that examining doctors should neither refute nor confirm whether a sexual offence has occurred. Only an FSL can be used for confirmation of penetrative sexual assault. But while the MLC doesn't refute nor confirm rape, it notes that under physical violence by the accused The victim had said that she was quote unquote strangulated by her dupatta and that quote unquote the survivor was gagged under verbal threats it notes that she said that there were verbal threats to kill her and under details of the act the survivor claimed that she was raped the certificate also notes that the victim experienced pain during walking and mild discomfort in the lower abdomen and having noted these observations the case was referred for further examination by the state government run forensic science laboratory in agra but as an analysis of the timeline of the case shows the dalit victim samples were sent more than a week later for the forensic examination this in violation of the standard protocols that demand that forensic tests of sexual assault victims be done at the earliest and it is this very fsl report that the up police has relied on to say that the woman was not raped although there are serious doubts about if a forensic analysis done so late can yield accurate results and human rights lawyer and advocate at the bombay high court abha singh speaks to the quint about the lapses in the medical investigation although the law very clearly says that once the issue of rape is brought to the notice of the authorities 
within 24 hours the medical should be done but in this case i am told that the forensics was done on 25th of um, and and that is why maybe um, uh, when the forensic report now comes it says that presence of semen is not found and uh, but again an issue is very clear because there are supreme court guidelines in the case of uh, state of up versus babulnath that in case the private parts are not uh, injured or there are no seminal stains found that does not mean that rape has not taken place a uh, rape is ruled out because the forensic did not find any sperm or semen presence of semen i think that was uncalled for because till the time the final investigation is over police should not surmise so i think this is where the first mistake happened was that on the 14th why was uh, the case of sexual assault not mentioned because here we cannot blame the police till the 22nd because unless and until unless and until the police is informed and a uh, enlightened consent is given police does not go for a medical in a rape case but beyond the callousness and the delinquent attitude of the police what is more shocking is that just like the ongoing sushant singh rajput case this case too is fast heading towards a battle of perception and conspiracy theories rather than a pursuit of facts courtesy political spectators it's not just the up police who are asserting the no rape claims even bjp functionaries are attempting to sway the narrative that way in a blatant violation of laws that prohibit anybody from identifying a sexual assault victim on public platforms bjp it cell head amit malviya tweeted a video clip revealing the face of the victim seemingly backing the narrative that the dalit victim was not raped and that it's a case of physical assault leading to death but this video coincides with two things One this video comes as the Yogi Adityanath government officially denied rape and claimed that it was more of a conspiracy to push the state into a caste turmoil and two this video also comes right around the time when the UP government announced for polygraph and narco tests to be conducted on everybody linked to the case including the accused the police and even the victim's family and this has raised questions about why does the UP government want narco analysis test of the victim's family Is the probe following conspiracy allegations over the victim's dying declaration which alone can form the basis of a rape investigation? The family members of the Hathras gang rape victim has already refused to undergo narco tests and Miss Singh points out that consent is a must in order to be able to conduct such a test. The Indian Evidence Act per se does not talk of a narco test because I think these are um, uh, things which have come later but there have been a couple of Supreme Court orders which clearly say that narco evidence should be done of the accused but what is important is that the consent is a must if the consent is not there then the legal validity of that narco test is questionable in the supreme court and court has not upheld narco tests which have been done without the consent of the accused why i am saying accused again and again because here in up the government has ordered the narco test also of the police officers which um, uh, which cannot be done because narco test has to be done only of the accused so that means that the government feels that these cops are also part of the crime because maybe somewhere they try to destroy evidence maybe somewhere they uh, try to help the accused and also when on the 14th the mother of the victim did not talk of sexual assault so that is what is going to be investigated but uh, of course as a criminal lawyer as a lawyer who's handled such cases i've seen that lot of time people don't come forward and complain of rape because of the stigma attached with it and also because they are scared you cannot be compelled to be a witness against your own self so there is where the narco analysis is questioned that unless and until consent is there nobody can force you to give uh, to be a witness against your own self or give statement against your own self 
But amidst the kind of intimidation that the family is currently facing, what legal recourse can they seek? And back to Ms. Singh here. They should record their statements in front of the magistrate so that um, when the case comes for trial, um, they don't go hostile. It is necessary because it is seen in a lot of cases. In fact, if you see in rape cases, conviction rate is just 27.2%. This is because the uh, trial takes a lot of time, but of course, in this case, it's going to be in a fast track court. But still, you cannot rule out that the uh, victim's family can be threatened, they can be um, uh, compromised, whatever may be the way. So it is necessary that all their statements are taken under 164. So that the mother and the brother who went to the police station to lodge a complaint, they need to rerun the narrative and see to it that they don't miss out anything. Because at the time of trial, when the um, uh, accused uh, lawyers will come, they will have a whole battery of lawyers. They are uh, financially well off. They are, um, in fact, I'm told uh, panchayat has taken place in the support of the accused. So they are also trying to build their own narrative. So it is necessary that every evidence is uh, uh, verified, cross-verified, and uh, a foolproof uh, um, statement is submitted by the police in the magistrate court so that the uh, trial can start. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.